Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Hello, Katie Dittman. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so happy to have you. <laughs> I'm so excited. Katie Dittman for everyone. First of all, hi, I'm your host, Chrissy Grody. I always forget to do that. I mean, I have been forgetting to do that. Katie is with me today as the winner of the guest co-host giveaway. So in my attempt to help spread the word of what the fit, I had people enter a contest to be a guest co-host on the podcast with me because I feel like, it, th- tell me if you think this is right. People, When you think of like when you're going to listen to a podcast, it's like, oh, someone says, oh, I heard about this great podcast or I'm listening. It's like word of mouth. No one's like really going to search. At least I don't. Yes. No. What word of mouth is a thing because yeah. I try and search for podcasts and I just get down a hole and I'm like, never mind. I'm good. Like I, I can't. And then you're like, I don't know. Is, is this going to be good? Is this sound good? Am I going to like this? And then you, it's like hard to get into it. So yeah. anyways, this was the, the result of that. Katie won. I'm so happy because Katie is a great champion of what the fit and is always posting about what she loves so i'm super appreciative for you i love it i'm so grateful for you (laughs) (laughs) are you excited to be here i'm so excited to be here okay let's get right into it yes what's been your favorite workout oh well i work out at burn boot camp in cincy hind park Mm -hmm. and so this week was pretty hard and monday we had like a metabolic conditioning what is that it's like weights and cardio all mixed in just like going 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 as fast as you can sounds so hard i tried you before <laughs> burn boot camp is so tough it's it a is. good workout people love it yeah i went there when they first opened and then i uh-huh. went away for a little bit and then i was like no i need to go back i love it and now i'm just like addicted to it yeah, yeah. and th- and it's like your is it your soul place is it like your place your community it's my community yeah. and then i like to sprinkle in like you know, Quidwell events or any other, like, which I did the shred 415 pop-up last weekend. How was that? I missed that. It was good. Yeah. Um, they have been talking to me for a long time and I haven't been able to take a class with them. So uh-huh. I was pretty excited. I'm excited when the gym opens to take it with the treadmills. Yeah. yeah. And you got, that's a really hard class to do a pop-up with yeah. when it's all kind of focused around that equipment. Yeah. But they have such an amazing energy that like you just know it's going to be they're going to be successful because they're such good people yeah yeah it'll be hard to go away from burn though so sure. i would like to sprinkle it because sure. i mean like um ryan walker i train with him most of the time cat and ashley are also great but mm-hmm. i mean they just like push you and i yeah. like i want if i'm gonna work out i want to feel like i'm gonna die yeah i mean okay, I that's that. yeah I I, <laughs> okay. I I can't do these things yeah. we're just like oh yeah like i feel good no <laughs> i want to walk out and be like oh my god yeah good for you so what was the what was the workout like specifically what did you get into um can you remember? I mean, what there were Thursday. Okay. Thursday. Um, there was like, I want to say, I don't know. There's been so many things. And today was cardio too. But we did uh, burpees. Oh, so many burpees. God. And what's the, the one thing I remember when I went to the workout in Mason, the burn boot camp in Mason, was like there was like 25 variations of a burpee. Yes. That was like each one was more difficult than the rest. Like a donkey kick with a burpee. Yeah. It's like a squ- jumping, twisting, yeah. spinning, they burpee. They did burpee madness like a month ago and the whole 45 minutes was burpees. Different variations. And I was like, I might actually die here. Like, like forward my mail to my mom because I'm going to die. <laughs> I have a living will. <laughs> Don't keep me alive. This is it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, I, no, I love Burn Boot Camp. It's yeah. great. 
and, and they do a con- it's not all always just cardio right they do some like weight training too. yeah so yeah. every sunday the main burn account releases what they call the protocol and oh. so then you know what it is and then you can like choose to watch the instagram to see what the day is going to be like oh. and so i like to because i want to know what i'm in for i, I have to same. prepare myself i'm the same way yeah. like when i go to orange theory like i always look on reddit it doesn't deter me like i have never once been like i'm not gonna go because that's yeah. the workout but i feel better knowing what i'm getting into i feel like i can i'm but i'm just like a preparer like, i have I to like, mentally like okay this yeah. is what's gonna happen like today we did like bear crawls on sliders which just no thank you that's the worst too. i tell ryan every time please don't make me do that but no. i don't get out of it but <laughs> and i was just like okay it's what's happening today it'll be fine you'll get through it you'll get through it and then it's over yeah 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 love it so my favorite workout was one that i have it's been on my list to try for a s- very long time like okay since we started the podcast oh. elemental fit- fitness i saw that with you Kevin did that yeah wimmer so he is doing something really cool and unique his workouts are all outside okay at a park like off of old kellogg road so like east okay um, I don't really know that area very well, so I have I'm no. I'm from here, so I, I have. <laughs> I have no other reference point for it. I think it's like maybe like Woodland Mound. Anyone? Li- it's just like 25 minutes east, okay. kind of. All right. Uh, but it's at a park, a huge park, mm-hmm. and he has like obstacle courses. So as I and I always heard about this workout that it was like okay, you're you know using the elements, using nature as part of your workouts, so like your li- like rocks and stumps and just like being outside and i'm like this sounds i was very intimidated by it which is why it's taken me probably like a year and a half to try it because it it's like one thing to be in a gym right and you're like i know how to do a bicep Mm -hmm. like you know the weights the movements and i'm like now i'm like i don't i don't can i hang from monkey bars like that sounds really difficult and i don't want to look stupid right so finally mike Craiger of Banison Smoothies. He's been going to these workouts. He's like, we're, we're picking a day. We're doing it. So on a Saturday at 8 a.m. when it was 23 degrees outside. Mm-mm. So no. I mind you now, it's 25 minutes from my house. So I have to, I had woke up at 6.30 because I'm like, I got to have coffee. I have to pe- have time yeah. to put all of my clothes on because I'm going to need like 25 <laughs> layers. Um, but it was, it was great. So like from the very begin- beginning, Kevin's like, emailing you as your first time what to expect Mm -hmm. how to dress what's going to happen super informative really great as soon as i get there he's like giving me the the rundown and you know asking me are are there any you know physical limitations or like what's going on with you how are you feeling sure so it made me feel really comfortable i'm gonna say there was like 20 people that showed up to this saturday 8 a.m class he has 6 a.m classes where they're outside in the woods working out that people go to 6 a.m. I'm not even conscious. Not okay. Not okay. It's one thing, right? You go to your 6 a.m. heated yoga class. You are in the dark woods. It's cold. There's frost on the monkey bars that you're about to work out on. That seems people love this workout. He's he's been doing it for like nine years. He's gonna he's gonna come on the podcast soon. So we're like we're gonna get like dive into his methodology and and his story. But so the workout was um like set up in stations. Okay. So warm up was like you would like sprint down to the end of the field, sprint back and then farmer carry these rocks. And I will have to say that like I haven't run outside in a really long time of just like a straight shot like sprint. And it did feel really like great and like liberating just to like run freely. Yeah. So it was nice. So the stations were like as many as many um, 
rounds as possible for like eight minutes each station. So one station, you had these rocks. <laughs> just like rocks i'm like kevin where's the weight on here like how much he's like just pick it up and see if you can do it just pick a rock (laughs) just pick a rock and you would squat to like pick up the rock and then clean it toss it behind your back and then you'd run walk to wherever it landed and you'd clean it and toss it over your back and then you had like lunges where you would take a rock and like hold it on your shoulder and lunge down and lunge back so that was one station um that was probably like the the most familiar because then the other ones were on like obstacle courses. So there's this like contraption, these bars, it's like pretty big. And I don't know how to explain how you did this, but you're basically hanging on the bar like a sloth, right? You've got your hands on it and your feet on it and you're like hanging like a sloth. Okay. And then there's a bar like above and over to the side that you have to use your leg to get on it and then, your other leg and then move it and you would like scale this thing as a sloth and i was very difficult i didn't make it very far i made like two and i was like i'm done i can't like my mom i would be like i'm just can't do it and you would do like muscle like assisted muscle ups with the with the bar so that and he's again like so kind and supportive like you don't at all everyone there was like saying hello and like feels like very welcoming so it's not at all an intimidating environment it's the opposite of that i mean it's challenging but they make you feel really good then there was like a station with monkey bars where you're like just doing the monkey bars no can't really even do that i'm just like hanging freely i'm like this is something right and there was one where there were like these hurdles but they're massive and and they're like hip height or higher that you have to like hur- like hurdle yourself over and then the next one's super low to the ground so then you're like ducking under it. No, I- <laughs> it was really hard. I was really sore after it, but it was it was awesome. And then by the like through the second station, like my coat was off. You know, I just had this like Patagonia on. Your sweat, it feels good yeah. to like be outside and in the morning and working out. And like then the feeling when you're done is like fantastic. But see, this is why I love the podcast because like you guys have talked about it before. And now, so like knowing that they're going to talk about limitations, they want you to come back. Yeah. And so they're going to make it work. Like that's why right. I love hearing about it. Yeah. Because now I'm like, oh, well, I could do that. You could definitely do it. <laughs> he and, and right, he wants it to be available for for everyone of like all fitness levels. So there's tons of variations that he can yeah. give you, you know, like me, like I couldn't do the monkey bars. So I couldn't do that sloth thing very long. He's like, okay, start here, do this, just hang. Or like, just like use one arm to get to where you need to, you know? Yeah. So it's great. He's, yeah. I'm excited to talk to him and like hear about his story and, and the like madness behind the workouts. Yeah. He's like talking about going on this trail run where it's like, it's like six miles, just straight up a hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's a nut, but okay. it'll be fun. <laughs> but it'll be fun. Okay, Katie, what do you want to talk about? Okay, what is it? <laughs> Lay it on. Everybody's me. been asking me. You said on your entry that you knew what you want to talk about. Okay. Yeah. So I've been talking to my boyfriend about this, and he's like, I don't really care. Okay. <laughs> so this is the place. <laughs> it all started back in January, and like this is so as a woman mm-hmm. on on Instagram who's actively posting about working out, uh-huh. you get all of these people who have like their self 
like coaches coaches okay that are trying to get you to come and do whatever program it is whether it's Beachbody or their own thing or whatever okay okay? and I know a lot of people who are Beachbody coaches who are great there's the Fit Mama 30 that Quidwell talks about there's the Ladies Edge out of Columbus and I know she's really great you'll have to look her up she's really great but then there are some of these Beachbody coaches so like I feel like somebody finally gets the courage up to go to a class or go to the gym and they post about and they're like I feel really good about it and then these other people prey on them and they're like but you could work out from home but it's cheaper but you could yes. get you could be in my facebook group and i'm gonna prom- i'm gonna like you know right well, pump it's you like, up it's like a it's just like cold it's like the place to do their cold calls for their yeah. business yes and they're then, probably a hashtag they search or like a, a location whatever they find you somehow yes and then they're hot and cold with their business so whenever they're busy with their life they kind of leave these people in the lurch and then this person who like i came and like came to you because yeah. you promised and now they're just left and they're back at square one now they're you know they're not doing these home workouts because nobody's supporting them nobody's pushing them right and that makes me i've been there before where i've You've been, been like, like wanting to work with someone yeah like i'm gonna you- work out from home i can do that and then it doesn't work for me and i feel like i'm alone and i have nothing and so then i have to start all over again and Ugh. so it makes me sad because like at the beginning of the year i started getting these messages and i was like listen i love going to the gym because i work from home and it's my only form of social you gotta get out i gotta get <laughs> you out gotta get out and i'm not self-motivated i need somebody to push me and then they're like oh but my facebook group is in it and i'm like, <laughs> like your, facebook your facebook group it's not, it's not gonna be like okay get the fuck up <laughs> get right. going you're not gonna make me do a, a yeah. fucking 50 variations of different burpees yes i'm all about work your side hustle get get your money but also it's like you at that point you don't care about my health you no. care about making money. If you're no, they want come, the numbers under yes, them. They want the numbers. They want to make money. And yeah. you don't you don't care about health. And yeah. like we talk about being authentic in social media all the time. And it's like I'm just over people like no, that. Those are the worst. Like I will send you a novel about they, why you're not like I'm not coming and you should just leave me alone. <laughs> I again, everyone do you. If you found something that works for you, then who am I to say anything about it? And if you are a person that's helping someone get fit, however you are, cool. Yeah. However, I do not need to see every single shake that you make. No. I do not need to like see your children scurrying around you while you're working out. I do not need to see your before and after over and over and over again from 2009 when you were fat in college. We all were. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. It's not helpful. No. It's not being, it's not true. Yes. You just want to get numbers and it's clear. Yes. And it makes me mad because the coolest thing about modern fitness is there's something for everybody. If you yes. want to walk outside, walk outside. If yes. you want to work out from home, work out from home. I Go to the gym. Modern fitness. Yes. There's so many things. Take classes, whatever works for you, but don't try and pull somebody away from what they found that works for them so that you can get numbers and you can make money and you're yeah. not going to help them be healthy and, right. and well. And, and I'm sure. As we're saying this, right? There are people that are doing that that are very committed to making yes. people healthy and they're probably great coaches and they're making a lasting impact. These are not what, the people I'm these, talking these about. These are not the people that we're talking to. We're talking about people that slide into people's DMs that they don't even live in their state. They don't know them. They have nobody that they know. They're just trying to get you. What? I can't believe that happens to you so often. I have never had, maybe like one time, once, but that's it. I think I have like a message on my Instagram right now from a girl. She's like, oh, you're so great. Like, you have so, <laughs> so much great. motivation. You don't know me, bitch. Actually, I'm not. <laughs> Let me tell you all the reasons why I'm not great. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, leave me alone. I want to go to the gym. Ugh. It's good for me. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Will you, will you <laughs> screenshot one of the responses that you have and send them to me sometime? Yeah. I'll get a kick out of it. Okay. Well, what can we do about it? Anything? Ignore them? I, yeah. I think it's just like continuing to post about like, you can do whatever you want. Like, you yeah. don't have to, like, don't let somebody tell you what to do. If right. you found something and you love it, the grass is not greener. Right. Stick with it. And then yeah. if, if later it's not working for you, mix it up. Sure. Then try something else. Sure. But don't sure. just hop because someone is promising you something glamorous on Instagram. Because mm. Instagram's not real. No. It's I mean, not. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I was just having this conversation, actually, <laughs> how, like, I need an intervention. Oh, I'm going no. to say it out on the podcast, too, the airwaves. Like, we've got to get this digital detox going soon. I need, I'm in a bad place. Oh, same. No, I'm in a bad place. I was like, oh, I'm going to give up Instagram for Lent. And then I was like, for 40 days. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, but it's part of my job. Like I have like I run Instagrams for my job, so I can't do that. So like I'm just going to keep my own, too, because uh, I can't. And then now I'm just my idea that I had today right before I came was that I'm going to try to go a day without it. And I'm going to see what comes up and how I feel. And I think I have to just delete the app for a whole day. Oh, you're going to have to delete it because if it's I mean, it's just like it's like my I, second I, it, I, nature. It's like a muscle memory. Yeah. Like I won't even know it. I'm like, what? I, I don't need to see what fucking Kim Kardashian's hair looks like right now. Like I'm what? Why am I doing this? Yeah. It's bad, Katie. But I think we can beat it. I'll let you know what I'm doing. Maybe we can do it during the same day. OK. And then we can be supportive of each other. <laughs> All right. And, I can and, do a day. and how ridiculous is that? One day. I know. And I think that will be challenging. But then from there, it'll spur of like, OK, where? How do I how do I want to frame this? What do I need to do? Is it like just multiple days? Is it between certain hours? Yeah. You know, that I can't do it or limit it or I don't know. I mean, I don't even put the screen time thing on because I don't want to know. Oh, I fucking have never looked at that. I never am going to. No. Like I I do a lot of internal work. (laughs) That's something I don't want to be bothered with. Exactly. I don't need to see it. Like, let me just scroll for a little bit. Yeah. Just let me go. I'm looking at the gram. <laughs> it's seriously an addiction. It's bad. Oh, no. Like, I, like, message all of my people at work all the time. They're like, are you ever not on Instagram? Like, no, I'm always on Instagram. <laughs> Even when I'm not on Instagram, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, we're going to come. We're going to take control of this. We okay. are going to control this addiction. Okay, so the thing I want to talk about, do you ever get into somewhat depressive slumps? gloomy days i'm thinking like an eeyore winnie the pooh yes i literally moved to cincinnati from northern indiana because it might be a little bit warmer throughout (laughs) the year than in elkhart indiana so i've had this experience this week and i think rightfully so because it has been gray for and, and like the monday tuesday wednesday specifically i'm referencing like no sky just constant drizzle rain completely gray yes and it's fascinating to me how like it really affects me i mean there's probably some other things at play that are affecting my mood work relationships whatever but this is like a a big dark cloud for lack of a better word over me but then some people it doesn't bother that much they're like oh it doesn't bother me i like it i'm like good for you are you a person yeah i know (laughs) so i was thinking like how and, and it, 
I understand that sometimes, right, we get in, we get into moods or whatever, and we need to let ourselves be sad. We need to let us let ourselves feel that feeling. And like, it's okay. But this was a situation where I was like, I don't want to be in this mood because of the weather. Like I want to actively try to do something to make myself feel better. And so I luckily live with a superhuman. (laughs) He's not real. (laughs) When he heard, I was like in a slump. I'm talking about Ryan. Um, he's like, okay, well, we're going to get you on an uptrodden improvement plan. And I was like, okay, Ryan Grody, what do we have? What's on my uptrodden improvement plan? <laughs> so his suggestion that, and, and, and I was like, I'm going to my, going to go to my best friend, Kelly. And it was Monday night. And I was like, I'm going to watch, I don't watch The Bachelor, but I was like, I'm going to watch The Bachelor with her because I will be able to turn my brain off you can get so sucked in to that yes. show. I'll scream at the TV, let my aggression out. She supports me yelling at the TV. I'm not a hindrance to her. And like, that's what I'm, that's how I'm going to like, just get rid of this gloomy Monday. Yeah. But then I got on my own couch and like under my special blanket. And then I was like, sorry, Kelly, I can't yep. get up. So Ryan comes in and he was like, okay, let's set a timer for three minutes. And we're going to sit across from each other. And we're going to look at each other and we're going to send each other as much positive and loving energy as we can. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> For three whole minutes? I'm like, oh, that seems like okay, a lot. I'm going to go along with, you know, okay. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go along with this. I'm going to, I'm going to try this. I really do want to get out of this like gloomy mood. So we sit across from each other. He sets the timer and we're just like staring at each other. And we ha- and the goal is like, just send as much like love and positivity. And it was actually a genius strategy because like, I don't want to send my own self any love and positivity, but if he's asking me to send it, like how, of course I want to do that. Of course. And yeah. so in the act of like giving other people love mm-hmm. and positivity, mm-hmm. that's like generated in yourself as well. Of course. And so even then from there, he's like, so what did you think about? And that just like got me talk, you know, opened up about like, all right, here's things I've been anxious about or here's things that have been on my mind or, you know, here's just anything that's coming up. And it was like a great wonderful conversation he said he thought uh, he sent me cute puppies in my mind and imagined me smiling as big as i could oh my god he's not real (laughs) he's not real i'm fully i'm fully aware okay not real as long as you're aware (laughs) i'm fully aware (laughs) i'm like i'm undeserving um so that was great so i'm like okay got talking whatever and then we watched uh the goop lab Oh, and watched like some episodes there. And so it was good. And that was like kind of some nice psychedelic work. And I'm like, okay, that brought up some more stuff I wanted to talk about. And then by the end, I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better. And, you know, the next day it was even worse, gray. And I'm like, okay, that strategy is not going to work. I need another one. So I'm like, I think it's important for you to have multiple strategies. So then I walked to yoga and like did hot yoga. Like that was a strategy. Yeah. I think we have to have like various methods. Do you do anything to get out of a gray slump? I mean, I. I, th- I really do have this weird thing where I think the weather controls everything. <laughs> <laughs> like the government or like, I just is this mean why like we have coronavirus? Or what? <laughs> <laughs> <Is it> the <laughs> weather? <laughs> no, I just mean like, I think it controls our mood. Mm. I mean, people will say that their knees hurt, their Energy. body hurts. Yeah, I just, I think it controls a lot. I mean, obviously we have the ultimate control. Like we can say no, like yes. I'm not going to let this control me, but I really do think but it it's has harder. physical effects that we have to be able to deal with. And I don't know that all of us, me, uh, yeah. have the tools right. to do that. Right, so. right, right. Which is why I think I, I put up like, 
an Instagram thing of like, what do people do? Cause I'm like, yeah. what? And I mean, there was a lot of like move to LA. I'm like, that's not helpful. <laughs> um, but you know, there was like, make a playlist, move your body, yeah. smoke some weed, drink some wine, yeah. watch TV, you know? And I'm like, those are all great things that I think could help just depending on, and you know, it looks like different every day. Yeah. But yeah, I was just like, this is, this is bad. Yeah. I mean, honestly, at this point, I don't even care if it's gray because we knock on wood have not had a lot of winter weather like in this area but we've had so much rain yeah but it's fine you don't want snow i mean i feel like i haven't worn my winter coat that much here i feel like i've worn like lighter coats which has been really nice so i'm not trying to complain i'm just like okay it's fine i'm complaining about the gray we can have some sun (laughs) like we need to see a sky yeah i agree I mean, it would be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if anyone has any other strategies to deploy, please send them my way and I will get them posted. Yes. Wild card. Yes. I loved this one. This was a really good one. You're saying you weren't (laughs) feeling creative. This is really good. If you could be on a show as yourself, what show would you be on? This was really hard for me because I have a lot of like shows that I like Mm -hmm. daydream about. Oh, I wish I was on this show. But I think ultimately I would want to be on Parks and Recreation. Okay. Because there's so many like personalities and i feel like the no day would ever be the same working with like working at the parks and recreation <laughs> department and i would just get to deal with all of these absurd people and that would bring me so much joy yeah. like it could be great every single day and like dealing with like those people i would just be the happiest person something new all the just time just because it would just be like oh my god what's happening yeah. every single day right and you'd be like funny you'd be laughing oh my god yeah, yeah. plus i think i'm funny yeah. so, so i, I think, agree i think, I think that too. i would be a good addition to the cast i like that one so okay hear me out okay i'm gonna say the bachelor now (laughs) i hate the bachelor okay i hate it i I hate to love it i i I truly don't enjoy it like i get physically angry when i watch the show (laughs) but it is the fastest and easiest way to get famous oh what the fits would blow up and i think i could be really good at it oh yeah i think i could i think i could get far enough where i would get the fame that i need yeah I think so. So that's what I would pick. I mean, I'm just like, I'm not mad. Gonna get a quick casting call. (laughs) Did, well, you don't watch, but did you see they're trying to do Bachelor for like, like elders, like elderly people? Oh my God. You've got to be It's like a real commercial. You've got to be Like it's like senior Bachelor. And I was like, "Mm, I'm interested. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'll tune in. (laughs) I am not interested in that. I actually I am now that I think about it like how does it culturally play out like the difference in generations what are they like yeah how do they date right like or are they just gonna find people that act like millennials I don't know like old people that act like millennials I don't know but if they are that's also pretty entertaining yeah sure sure <laughs> is there a fantasy suite like how does this work are they playing like do they have to bingo go through the for group dates. testing and everything <laughs> probably that's insane yeah. Katie, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your what the fit love. Keep yes. spreading it. I will. I, You know I will. We've got a really, really awesome guest coming up. Finally, someone that actually knows professionally about mental health and not just me spewing out whatever comes to mind. So it's a good one. My guest today is a licensed clinical psychologist and leadership coach specializing in eating, fertility, anxiety, and career issues. Basically, all of our most talked about topics on What the Fit. She and her team empower women to elevate their impact by developing their mental strength and well-being. 
Through their expert services, they help guide women out of the trenches and into spaces they want and deserve to occupy through therapy and coaching. Please welcome Dr. Ashley Solomon, founder of Gallia Collaborative. Hi there. I'm Hi. so excited to be here. I, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, I'm excited <laughs> to be here, but I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, thank you. We talk about those type of issues, mental health on the podcast all the time. I'm like, it's about time we have someone that actually knows what they're talking about. Come on. I said to you before we started that I, I hope I know what I'm talking about. I, I hope I can live up to the... If your Instagram account is anything like you, then uh, I think so. Thank you. I find I love following your account. Mm. And this is like one of the, the beautiful things about social media, right? It gets a bad rap for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I can be scrolling and see a message that resonates and like will turn my day around or will be like, yes. that's what I needed to hear or see to put whatever feeling in perspective mm -hmm. or, or, or sometimes it just gives language to a feeling that mm -hmm. you have and that you can't quite put your finger on it. And then once it's verbalized, you're like, oh, okay, now I can kind of like move past that. Yeah. Like that's it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And yeah, I think there's such the sense of solidarity. That that's where I tend to uh get get the biggest benefit is just being able to say like, okay, I'm not alone with that. Like totally. th this is actually a thing. And so totally. it's and not like, just me. A very common thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which there's there's power in that. For sure. So I I'm happy to have you on and kind of help guide some of these conversations. I've we have topics we want to get into. Um, but I was looking on your website and one of the yeah. first kind of things that came up is like you don't have to know where to start. Mm -hmm. And that I was like I think I out loud was like oh. <laughs> because that has always been my biggest hang up with mm -hmm. like not going to see someone or talk to someone or go to therapy or coaching because mm -hmm. I've had this thought of like, there's not enough time. Like where, how would I even, <laughs> how would I even begin? Where do mm -hmm. I start? Do I tell you my life story? Do I tell you what's going on today? Do I tell you what happened last month? You know, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And that can be intimidating. Yeah. But it was, it was helpful to see there that you're like, it's okay. You don't have, it's okay. Yeah. You don't have to know where to start. Yeah. It's, it's really funny because when I meet somebody for an initial session and, and, you know, sometimes I come in, I mean, it's probably much like this. I come in with sort of like the questions I anticipate asking and a little bit of information that I know and some yeah. thoughts formulated, but I always just ask them to begin wherever makes sense for them to begin. And I would say no matter who it is or whatever their reservations are, like they find the words, like yeah. they intuitively know where to begin. And that that's part of that message is yeah. just that like there's a part of us, even if we can't verbalize it quite yet, that yeah. actually knows like where we need to start. Right, right. And it mentioned on there, you know, if, if you're not living in your power because anxiety, stress, eating problems, relationship concerns. I'm like, mm -hmm. check, 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 check. Like, <laughs> okay, this is going to be a good conversation. I'm going to yeah. do my absolute best to not turn this into my own personal therapy <laughs> conversation and session. Yeah. Um, but I think a good place to start is, you know, just how did you get into it? What's your background? Yeah. You know, what propelled yeah. you into this field? Yeah. Well, any... Any therapist that tells you that they um, are are not in it because of their own mental health is probably lying because it's you know we we obviously we all draw from our own experiences. So in terms of myself, I feel like I was probably really fortunate. I consider myself really fortunate to 
have uh, had a lot of therapeutic experiences really early on. Oh, okay. So, you know, my um, my family was very, you know, in all of their own like mental health craziness was, um, you know, very embracing of um, mental health and mental wellness as a concept. Okay. So. So early on, like there, there was no stigma around the idea of like mm-hmm. seeking out support or talking about feelings mm-hmm. and, you know, and all of that. So I think that, um, and meanwhile, I was totally fascinated with like why people made the decisions that they did. I would yes. just like, I was this totally nerdy little kid that would yes. just like sit with my notebook and like observe people. Uh-huh. I was like yeah. destined to, <laughs> destined to do this. So <laughs> sitting with a notebook observing, you're like, yeah, I wonder why she's feeling that way. Could it be this? <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I do that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I would literally, like, oh, my God, I was such a nerd. I would, like, take um, take a notebook to Reds games because I was, like, so, like, not the sporty one. And I would, like, sit and just, like, people watch. And, you know, not not the players on the field, but just, nope. like, watch people make up stories about, oh, like, yes. you know, their interactions with each other. For sure. I was just, you know, like, people were my sport. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, I, I love just, that. People as a sport. That's yeah. perfect. So, um so that was just sort of early on in my mm-hmm. journey, but I was always especially interested in, um, so so that sort of paired with interested in um, the way that women um, and girls at the time really learned to um, just ascribe to certain cultural norms. And, right. you know, I felt that. I also had very feminist parents, so mm. I, and I, you know, consider myself fortunate in that way to just be able to look at things through a really like critical lens. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think that was part of understanding why people did the things that they did and understanding like why systems were the way that they were. Right. And so I just had this kind of fascination with understanding, you know, how does this all fit together? Um, and particularly how it impacted on women and girls. And yeah. a huge place that that plays out is in our development to, um, or development of our relationship with food mm-hmm. or relationships mm-hmm. to our bodies. And so um, in dealing with my own dysfunction around that and all that was sort sort of surrounding me, all the dysfunction and like, you know, everyone I knew. From, everyone I know. Everybody. Yeah. I, I've said this before. I'm like, I, I've made the comment, like, I don't want to assume Everyone, but everyone that I know yeah. has been touched some way with mm-hmm. some disordered behavior, thoughts, relationship around Absolutely. food and body image. Yeah. Every single person. Yeah. It's a total like cultural pandemic. Um, and and yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say, at least in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah, I was going to ask, <laughs> that, is this global? Is this everywhere? Yeah. You know, it's actually really interesting because... Um, I'll take off my nerd hat at some point, but um, don't keep for, it on. for a minute. <laughs> um, but it is really interesting. I mean, you see that there are these correlations, for example, between um, like the prevalence of media exposure. Like, you know, they did this. People might be aware of this Fiji study where they introduced television in the 80s to Fiji and eating disorders had been unheard of on this island, you right. know, on these islands. Um, until television was introduced. And so, you know, there I have a colleague actually who did this study and who was sort of smart enough to anticipate, like, I'm going to look at this before television is introduced here and after and is able to see the way that, you know, eating disorders weren't even a thing. So that's certainly not to say that, like, disordered eating is all, you know, um, based in our exposure to media or anything like that. But got a strong hand. But right, you know, there's um if you don't have those 
you know, these certain cultural ideals, you know, that's a huge fuel to people who are already, for example, like kind of genetically predisposed to. Right, right. Well, it's like you see these people on TV. We associate if you're on TV, you're something special. Not not everyone's on TV. Only like the prettiest, best people are on TV. Right. So if I don't look like those people on TV, then Mm -hmm. something's wrong with me. Right. And now we have Instagram. Right. Right. And I, 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 in a lot of ways, it's worse mm-hmm. um, in that, you know, when we look at Instagram, like our, when we look at TV, I think most of us are pretty good by this point of filtering out like, well, those are celebrities and sure. they have this is their like, job. This is their job. Trainers, and they have trainers and they have surgery. Yeah. yeah. But then you look at like Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And God, I mean, no, I, don't, I don't even want to pretend I, I, to know no, about TikTok. No, but me neither. I'm too old for yeah, it. But, me too. Um, but, you know, and we can, then we're like, oh, well, those are real people. So then like, well, if they can do it, then yeah. I should be able to do it. Sure. So it's almost gotten sort of closer to home in yeah. terms of like that social comparison. Right, right. Um, or like reality TV too, even. Yeah. Like the introduction there. Where right. Like, we saw the girls on Laguna Beach or right. You know, right. whatever it was. And we're yeah. Like, it's like, people are living that way? Like, what? <laughs> look at my life. Yeah. This <laughs> yes. resembles nothing of that, yes, right? <laughs> yeah, so. So, um. When did Gallia Collaborative come about? Yeah. So um, so career-wise, I mentioned, you know, this work in being interested in um, understanding women's relationships with their bodies and food. And so I ended up working in eating disorders. So I mm. went to, did my doctoral work here at Xavier mm. um, and ended up doing um, a specialization in eating disorders that I did for, you know, 10 10 or so years. Um, wow. And so that was really intensive work. So working with people who are really, really struggling oh, with. Gosh, that would be so hard. Is it? How yeah. do you how do you work? This is kind of a sidebar conversation sure. with like absorbing people's energy. Mm. Like, how do you protect yourself with that? That is such an excellent question, because that is it's a really challenging thing to do. Yeah. You know, I talk about like working, uh, especially with, you know, in my work with people with eating disorders, like you're holding so much, um, so much pain and ambivalence often because there's some, you know, with eating disorders, what often makes them so difficult both to treat and to live with is that there's just this constant kind of ambivalence between something that's sort of like helping me survive, which are these like eating disorder symptoms, mm-hmm. and also knowing that they're destroying me. And so you're kind of always living with this ambivalence. And I think as a, as somebody helping you know trying to provide support and 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 treatment that you do end up holding a lot of that and so and that's true and you know so and, many helping professions yeah, and yeah. you know working with just people and um that's part of why i've gotten so um interested and committed to working on burnout because burnout mm. happens so easily in really any kind of um position or career where you have these intense interactions with people yeah but um But so in terms of like protecting my own energy, I mean, I think I developed for me, routine is super important Mm. to be able to kind of transition between spaces. Yes. It's Um, kind of like you're passing through different gates. You're like, all right, I did this thing. I did that thing. Okay. Now I I left that there. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, And I think about like, I actually think, um, that we talk a lot about like, work-life integration and being able to like you know take our laptop to the beach sure. how great is that yep. and at least for me personally and for a lot of the people that you know I know and see like that's 
that can be so problematic because it doesn't like give this boundary between like different um, parts of your life. And oh, yeah. So, I have zero boundary. Yeah. And I so, work. Like, my office is next to my bedroom. Yeah. Like so, at your home? At my home. Yeah. So like I, for there's no there's no boundary. Yeah. Anytime I can be. You can just like second. zip in and out. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it's really I mean, it's convenient, quote unquote, yeah. but it's also really mentally challenging. I mean, it, even in um like I have like had an office at home I, I really didn't use it all that often but like when I did like the fact that I was like on a different floor was really helpful like even those just really subtle um yeah. changes but that it's a transition in environment yeah is really I've, helpful I've taken to like when I'm done with work on a Friday like yeah my my work work mm-hmm. I will like shut my laptop and put it in like its bag so mm-hmm. it's like out of sight that's great and then I know that I'm going to be taking it somewhere to like do podcast work or whatever else I'm working on the side yeah. but it's not like my my work work and so like that yes. part is done uh-huh so, like yep. I can't see it out on the weekends yeah it's so not like, gonna infiltrate your yes, it's vision like out of and, sight. Right. I like yeah. don't keep my email up on the weekends for work. Like that's like we're not we're not we're not touching that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Cause yeah, those are like yeah. yeah, those are um like physical and psychological mm-hmm. boundaries that you're mm-hmm. creating for yourself. And boundaries yeah. are just like so crucial, like you were saying, to like protecting your energy. Yeah. You know, because if you start to like fuse with what you're doing. And if you're somebody like I consider myself like a pretty highly sensitive person. Mm-hmm. So for people like who are also highly sensitive people, um, it's just so easy to like fuse into everyone else's energy yeah. and take on their emotions. Right. With unless you have those like pretty structured, at least for me, like structured routines yeah. to be able to um and even like physical boundaries in terms of like space and right like this clothes like yeah. I like change my clothes when I get home like I'm not gonna like bring this energy yes. like, I'm shift my energy that which, makes total sense yeah that was okay so and we, I just like to be in my pajamas so yeah. 100%. <laughs> that helps too but we got off on a that little yeah. topic your practice how yes, did that come about no 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 I love a tangent okay live for a tangent <laughs> okay <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Gallia. So I started my practice about a year and a half ago. Mm. Um, Like I said, I had worked in the world of eating disorders for a very long time. And um, I loved being able – well, two things. I loved being able to see people – sort of reach the other side of this intense illness and yeah like the recovery period yeah just find recovery and working I mean I worked in with like pretty people that were struggling really significantly um so more severe illnesses and so um the beauty of that is that you know with you could really see progress how yeah it was rewarding like on the other side of it um but what I also recognized is that you know we could we could sort of treat the symptoms, but honestly, especially working in the way that I was working was again more in a short-term model. You really didn't, there were so many things sort of left to do, right? Like, so, you know, these, these temperamental traits of like perfectionism and being Mm. high achieving Mm. and where do I find my worth and Mm. how do I turn off Mm. and I'm naturally anxious person. And, uh-huh. I feel like you're describing me. Yeah. To a team. Like, this is great. This is why I don't want to go to therapy. Right, exactly. Yeah, no wonder you're avoiding it. No. Yeah. It's like, what do you, but what do we do about all that? Because mm-hmm. if we don't, um, if we don't 
work through those things, yes. then that, you know, what might have been an eating disorder converts into workaholism or, you know, sure. compulsive exercise or, sure. you know, just Guilty relationship, yeah. you know, <laughs> troubles. Yeah. Um, so because it sounds and yeah. I don't want to make an assumption, but I'll ask the question. Is there always there's a root there's a, there's something to get to the root of? Like there's a story that you're telling yourself mm-hmm. and everything, how it's acting out is a is a way for you to, to cope and like mm-hmm. reinforce that story or protect yourself from that story maybe. How would yeah. you say it? No, that's actually a really beautiful way of describing it, I think. Um, I mean, I would, I would give the caveat that, you know, I think there's sort of a myth that like everyone's experienced some like deep, dark trauma and that, you know, eating problems or relationship dysfunction or any of those things are like a result of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, I mean, I think most of us have experienced trauma in mm-hmm. some ways, but that doesn't necessarily um, mean that there's like an acute, like big thing that we have to uncover. Yeah. It could right. just be, I mean, Personally, I think it's like traumatic to be a human being because it's I hard. I fully agree with you. <laughs> and so, <laughs> fully agree. <laughs> and to like live in families where like people have different needs and, you know, and trauma doesn't even have to be like someone's fault. Mm-hmm. It, you know, right. it's, it's just the fact that maybe as a kid, my, you know, mom was depressed and so she couldn't be as available as she wanted to be. And, you know, she didn't want that. I didn't want that. But here we are. You know, here we are. And these are some of the, you know, challenges that I'm left kind of dealing with as a function of that. So, so yes, to what you said, I think that there's, there's always a story. And I think that um, it's, what I think so powerful about, um, or one of the things that I think is so powerful about therapy is being able to like create a coherent narrative of this is this is how I've developed these like patterns and behaviors, mm-hmm. and this is why. And then I can, if I can understand why, I can bring some compassion to that. Yeah. And when I can bring compassion to it, I can learn to maybe adjust it in ways that are more like healthy or adaptive for myself. Yeah. Yeah. So like for me, my story all the time is like. I'm not good enough mm-hmm. is like, and, and the fear of not being good enough is like, for yeah. me, I know like my underlying thing. And mm-hmm. I have pretty easily spotted trauma mm-hmm. in my past. Uh-huh. Um, you know, my dad left when we were, when I was 10, I didn't see him again until my younger brother died in a motorcycle accident a year and a half ago. It was like, oh. so there's like a gap of what, like 20 years, right? Yeah. So there's whatever that comes with. And a lot. A uh-huh. lot. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe can, a, a little bit. We can safely say. <laughs> sure. Sure. But I've at least, you know, at this point yeah. been able to identify like, okay, like when I'm having an uncomfortable feeling or I recognize that I'm I'm seeing these patterns of my behavior, I know it's always coming back mm-hmm. to I feel like I'm not I'm not good enough mm-hmm. or I'm not gonna be good at whatever this fear of not being good enough. Yeah. And so then I'm can now try to like self soothe. Yes. Right. Yeah. So it's like a lot of like mm-hmm. I'm worthy of love. Yeah. I am loved. Mm-hmm. You know, like over and over again. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit about this before. You know, I'm going to be 32, so I've had some time to like work work through this. Mm-hmm. And while I haven't been um, like gone to formal therapy, I've mm-hmm. participated in. Do you know? The, have you heard of the Landmark Forum? Yeah. Yeah. So I've gone to Landmark Forum. Oh, twice. you have. Oh, yes. that's really cool. So really huge life shifting monumental experiences yeah, like when yeah. I went when I was 22 totally changed my life mm-hmm. and I, at that time I like called my dad on the phone and was like mm-hmm. you know 
I recognize that you're a human being, you made decisions, your decisions don't have to affect Mm -hmm. my life kind of thing. Like I forgive and Mm -hmm. all that. Um, But now that I kind of recognize that, right? And I know that story. Yeah. Now I'm trying to like lean into the places or find where I'm like, I don't want to go there. Yeah. Like that, this aggravates my abandonment wound. I don't want to go there. Yes. Okay, I got to go there. Yeah, yeah. And so like that's where I, and and, and the journey where it's Mm -hmm. like, God, it's hard because I don't want mm-hmm. to. I don't want to do the work all the time. And, and I, yeah. I'd love to um, get into something you talked about, about this kind of like hyper aware, self intensive, like self-awareness. How did you put it? I wrote it down here. Oh, yeah. Like intensive self-awareness. I think you said that right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, um, you know, and this place of like, now that people are kind of aware, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I maybe it's if it's the age I am, wherever, but it's like mm-hmm. now people are like, okay, I gotta fucking do some work on myself, or at least the people yeah. I'm around, right? Like yep. the, my community of people, it's like it's not enough just to right. keep living out that same story. I'm not enough. I'm not enough, and like acting out on those patterns. Mm-hmm. And so there is this intensive like self reflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but I loved how you put it of like, but it's also, you know, it's okay if you fail at something or you don't do something well or whatever mm-hmm. it is and you don't have a big win, you don't have to like associate it with like some big learning. Yeah. 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 It doesn't have to be this like everything doesn't have to be this aha, or this like transformation. Right. Yeah. And I think that's important as mm-hmm. we kind of like get into talking about some of these topics because yeah. I find myself, mm-hmm. I was triggered by a goop, uh, goop lab episode with psychedelics. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And they were doing this really hard internal work, right? The psychedelics mm-hmm. like allowed them to access this pain. And so mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. I go to a place of, I'm not doing enough internal work. Mm-hmm. I'm not radically honest enough in my relationships. I'm not, you know, and then I'm fucking stressed about it. Here we are again. I'm not good enough. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right. I'm not good enough at doing the work to get rid of the story exactly. that I'm not good enough. <laughs> exactly. That was like the exact point I was, I was kind of making in that post. So I, like, yeah. I love, you just said that so well because it's like now we've used like self-improvement as something to get like frustrated about wellness to get frustrated like we're right. not well enough we're not doing this good enough right like yeah i'm we're not, not doing- empowered enough <laughs> right like i'm exhausted I just right wanna- <laughs> it's like there's no place that then you can go to just like have this respite from you know this like perpetual yeah you know striving right what do you say to that what's the what, yeah. do, what do we think to do more of yeah or maybe it's not more of but well yeah i think that's i, th- I think that's that's really exactly like the whole thing is like maybe it's not about doing more mm-hmm. you know maybe it's actually about um you know cultivating this acceptance and sitting with ourselves and i think sometimes like i don't know this just popped into my head but yeah. you know when i when in doing like anxiety work for example um you know the most powerful thing that we have the most powerful tool that we have of all of our like fancy psychological tools is breath right Mm -hmm. and it's almost like it's too simple you know know. you i'm so so resistant to it yeah so then we're like okay so we're gonna do like some breathing and it's like i don't want to do breathing like i know how to breathe um and yeah. there's like there I think that there's such a similarity to that. It's like we want to overcomplicate it mm-hmm. and we want to we want it to be hard because then it's like something we can do and, and it's then rewarding. Or right. And then it. we've achieved it. Yep. Like I got like an A plus in, you know, self development or something. <sighs> and you know, it's like, okay, no, just go back to just like take that breath. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I know. I've been trying to practice of like 
all right, this is a bad feeling. Just going to sit with it right now. Yeah. We don't got to figure out what we're learning from it. Right. We don't have to yeah. be focused on the healing. Right. Uh, you made that po- like yeah. the healing will come. Right. Like time. Yeah. Time is our friend when it comes to like these processes. And so, yeah. I mean, I think that's the other thing about like with all of our self-improvement work. Obviously, I'm a huge advocate for self-improvement. Right. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. But um but we have to allow like space for integration too. Mm-hmm. Like that's that time and space and energy. And I mean, just like in, you know, working out or like training, like you allow that time, hopefully, for like physical recovery. recovery. And yes. and I think sometimes in like even in I mean, certainly in mental health work, you have to allow that space as well. Yeah. Um, like you can't always be in a season of like, I'm going to discover, discover, discover and figure out all of right. my stuff. Like there also have to be these seasons where you like let new things bloom and right. cult, you know, yeah. and are cultivated. I found that I, I need some process time. Mm-hmm. Like I will have, you know, a really challenging, vulnerable, ultimately great conversation with, you know, someone in my life I'm in a relationship with. And I need some time, like mm-hmm. a- even after the conversation, like we can end like, OK, this was great. You know, g- glad that we shared how we're feeling and honest with each other. But then like I'll notice like, OK, wait, there's still just some underlying anxiety. And, and you know, I'll be mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. And then I'm like, oh, we just needed time to like it for it to move through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to rush it. Like, well, we had the conversation. Like, why don't I feel better? Or like, right. wh- do I need to say something else? Do right. I, I did not get it across the right way? Like, mm-hmm. are we on the same page? We're like, we are. It's just like, I needed the time yeah. for it to, to move through. Yeah. And it's like, literally has to move through your body. Yes. I, I have, you know, been trying to um, just get more, I mean, in my personal life and my like therapeutic approach, uh, just recognizing the importance of, um just our body and the whole process. I think like sometimes therapy can seem and be so like heady. Yeah. Um, but obviously our heads are ideally attached to something. And so it has to like work itself through like our whole there being. Is, like, yeah, the mind body connection. Like that's a real thing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And yeah. I, uh, it makes me think about um, just, I've been personally working on when you were saying like, okay, we've had this conversation. Da, da, da. Like I don't have to just trying to notice when I'm, responding out of like that sense of urgency mm-hmm. um like if if i'm responding from a sense of urgency then i probably shouldn't be responding in that mm-hmm. moment to something that's like activated me yes um because yeah. that usually means like i'm trying to just like get rid of that feeling as uh-huh. quickly as possible and move through it and i just probably need to let it be as frustrating as it is so i like put down my phone yeah yeah <laughs> right exactly that's when but i pick it up and then i put it down but it. it's really hard because yeah. i mean for me like i want to fire it all you know i want to yeah. get it out i want to say what i want to say in the moment um but i've been working just with all, all relationships in my life just to be like okay i like i, I need some time yeah like i i don't want to come back to you right yeah. now or like right and my husband is someone that wants to like get after it right away you know like okay if there's mm-hmm. something wrong let's get to the let's get to the bottom of it like let's talk which and yeah. while i appreciate that i'm like i need a second yeah yeah i need to like feel what i'm feeling mm-hmm. i don't want you to try to skirt it away like mm-hmm. i just like need a minute but yeah. we you know learned that about each other so it's yeah yeah a little bit differently yeah okay we've gotten away from the how you okay. the practice how did <laughs> how did the practice oh come about <laughs> Yes. Long so, you were you were working uh, through you were working eating yeah, disorders. You were kind of eating disorders. Yeah. Um, you know, setting up all my boundaries. And yes. um so oh, and I 
I really wanted to be able to kind of work with people on the other side of that and, and sort of, um, and well, on both sides of it, the things that I could see like driving all these like disordered relationships with ourselves. Yeah. And then um, even when we're not kind of um, chronically using these like negative habits to deal with them, they're still like weighing on us in all these ways. And then the other thing that I was, um, I mean, for myself, just working in a really intense environment, and I don't even mean um, related to like the patient experience or the like patient doctor experience, but more so just in a kind of hospital system and um, like experiencing the ways in which I was, I don't know, I was just being a total hypocrite too doing yeah. what I needed to do to take care of myself and advocate for myself and yeah. all of those things. So um, long story short, <laughs> or not so short, <laughs> I um, I started my practice about a year and a half ago um, with this idea that was so different than pretty much everything else I had done in my life, mm-hmm. which had been like so like planned and organized mm-hmm. and you know I know exactly what I'm going to do and what yep. the next year is going to hold I was like I'm just doing this I'm just creating this thing I have to trust that it's going to evolve into like what it needs to evolve into mm-hmm. and let that play out give myself like uh I mean I was I was like the definition of burnt out and so and I realized that like just jumping into the next thing wasn't going to like cure the burnout mm-hmm. it was like I needed that recovery period to be able to like reorient myself yeah so I um, started this practice as like, you know, just this kind of solo venture. I'm going to, you know, be able to like make my own hours and yeah. have some flexibility, right. spend some time with four kids. Oh, um, so God, that's a whole separate yeah, conversation. Yeah. My yeah. God. I was like, <laughs> spend some time with them yeah. <laughs> um, and do all that. And it was it was amazing. It was just what I needed. And so and then as um, as I really got into it, just the. The need was so high. I mean, there are a lot of stressed out ladies. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. That's not a shock. So many. <laughs> um, and um, so we started to grow. And we. Yeah. St- and my mission really was to, um, I wanted to create ways for mental health to be more accessible, both like logistically accessible, mm-hmm. Um you know, being able to do it online and, you know, conveniently yeah. and adapted to what people needed and um, and to be really relevant so that it didn't feel like it's this, like, abstract thing or you have to be sick to go to therapy, you know, that it's... Right, or like you don't know where to start or, like, you didn't have yeah. a traumatic life event happen. Yeah, so, you're so like, why well, would I need that? Yeah, right. So, um, so I wanted to sort of create this um, organization that was really centered on... Elevating women, which has always been my like underlying mission, mm-hmm. um, but by supporting them with their mental health and all the ways that they they need it in their like real true lives, mm-hmm. um, that it's not this kind of lofty abstract thing yeah. that um, it's super applicable and accessible and relatable. Um, so that's what we've been trying to build. And so it, it, we mentioned it's like um anxiety eating fertility you know what yeah. well, how do you, how would you like describe yeah. the offerings i guess um so we focus on women's mental health okay. and so that's and of course that can be even a little bit broad but sure. i um and we also work with um teenage girls so mm-hmm. so teen girls and women um everything from i mean i would say that what i most often see is 
is people in transition, of mm. course. Um, and that can be an, an internal transition. It could be, you know, a change in circumstance. It could be like I'm preparing to start trying to have a baby mm. or I'm approaching menopause. Mm-hmm. I mean, so but I think that those transitions are often the times that we like sit and reflect a little bit more yeah. um, or a career transition. Um, and so um, we work with people across the, you know, sort of spectrum of, yeah. of life and situation. But um, but I do think that we tend to see people who um, are struck. I mean, I would say, like, anxiety is a common denominator. Yes. And I think some of that's, I mean, some of us are prone to anxiety, of course. But I also think, like, some of that's really cultural. Yeah. Like, we just exist in this culture that like breeds and like fuels anxiety in a way that like totally I think has never been true in history before as much as it is now. Yes. And yeah. I think I mean that's something definitely that I am like always trying to get a handle on. Mm-hmm. You know, like how do yeah. I like remain calm? How am I like be calm? How am I present? You know, like that's like always what I'm thinking about. Well, and it's partly to what you said, I think earlier, like it's always that like Am I enough? Am yes. I doing enough? Is yes. this enough? Like, is this the right thing? Like, right. What are other people doing? Right. Like, how does this compare? Right. Exactly. You know? it, like, feels yeah. To me, it's like always coming back to that, and yeah. And I'll even when I start to maybe go down the road of okay, yes, I'm. This is how I think I should be taking care of myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. but is it too long? Or am I taking too much of a break? Or like, what you know, what right. what right. what if I rest too much? You know? yeah. <laughs> like, am I being lazy? Right. That that's like a tug of war I'm having oh, all the gosh. time. Am yeah. I taking care of myself, or am I being a lazy little bitch? I can't right. tell the difference. Right. And then I <laughs> I think I think this is self care. Right. Right. Is it, it, like, does this qualify, or is this just me? Like, yeah. Right. But like, then I'm like, also, who cares if I want to take an afternoon and turn my brain off and watch TV? Right. Like, is that yeah. a sin? Right. No, 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 it's not. No, no. Yeah. Like you don't, there's no punishment. Right. There's right. also no award for going and working seven days a week all day long. Right. Exactly. I have to remind myself of that a lot. Like yeah. at the end of my life, I mean, I do that a lot at the end of my life. Uh, you know, am I going to be like most grateful that I like spent that extra day working on yeah. whatever it is yeah. or right. working you know, late or not? Night. And of course, the answer is always no, but yeah, it's hard to, you have to come back. Are you, yeah. are you accepting like new patients right now? Are you guys, how's that work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're, um, and we're adding to our team right now. Awesome. Um, I have, uh, so two amazing colleagues of mine are coming to join my practice in Ooh. a couple of weeks, which is super exciting. Yeah. So we're really creating this, um, it's just so much fun. So, you know, especially starting, one of the reasons I was always sort of hesitant to go into private practice is like, you know, it can feel a little isolating to be in business on your mm-hmm. own. So I was mm-hmm. like, I've got to create You're this little tribe. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's really fun. So what's the process if someone's interested? Like, do yeah. how does that work? So um, it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. So, and we, we, of course, try to make it simple where if, um, because I don't know about other people. I mean, I get this way too with like phone anxiety, like especially for like, yes. it's just so easy to be like, oh, I'll call tomorrow. I'll I'm, call tomorrow. I'm like <laughs> waiting now a week to make a dermatology appointment. Yeah. Because yeah. I just, I won't, I yeah. just like won't call. Yeah. And sometimes it. it just feels this like insurmountable <laughs> obstacle. Yes. And then it's like, oh, I'm sure the office is closed now. Right. Or like, I'm not going to have enough time. I only have a 10 minute window. It's right. Time. I'm you sure they're going to ask me yeah. more questions. So, <laughs> so people can, you know, reach us online just mm. by like submitting a contact form mm-hmm. or call. Um, and we, I mean, we start with a, 
um, kind of intake appointment, which yeah. is a little bit longer and, you know, get to know like what's going on and when, you know, when did you start thinking about like reaching out for support on this? And, yeah. Um, it's very natural though. Yeah. You know, it's not like, uh, all right, you have to answer these like 45 questions about yourself. Right. And, you're like holding uh, pictures up. You're like, what do you see in this? Right. Plot? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, do people yeah. say like who they want to go to or, or. Do you kind of place them? How does it work for yeah. seeing who, who? Either way. So mm-hmm. um, some people come in and they might know somebody in the practice that yeah. they've either like had a recommendation for, or right. heard about, um, and then we'll get them set up with that person. Or, you know, they might just say like, hey, I'm struggling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, hey, I want to like get ahead in, you know, working on my mental health. Yes. I know this is something I've been neglecting. And right. then we... We'll um, talk with them a little bit about just, like, who they are, enough yeah. to get a sense of, like, okay, we know who's going to be, like, a good fit. Yes. Yes, um, yes, yes. Okay. Match them good, up. good, good. Okay, so that does yeah. sound pretty easy. It is. Everyone it's actually really non-threatening. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Which it, I just, like, make up these stories in my head again of, like, what, what, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. the resistance that I have, who knows what it is. Yeah. But I mean, if it makes anybody feel better, I, like, you know, this is what I do and what I preach constantly and... <laughs> I like, and I'm a big advocate for like every therapist should have a therapist because mm-hmm. you got to be obviously sure, like checking sense. your yeah. own stuff. <laughs> right. Right. And like, I don't know, the last time I saw my therapist was like three years ago and like last <laughs> week or well, two weeks ago, I'm like, I should call her. Yeah. yeah. And it's taken, I did it yesterday. Good job. But it took me those full two weeks. And, yeah. you know, this is what I do like every single day. And I, I was know. doing the same thing. Like, oh, it's, you know. It's fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. I can do it. I can keep doing what I'm doing. It's not that bad. It's, yeah. I haven't I, totally hit rock bottom. Like, no one's admitted me into rehab yet. So right. I'm fine. Exactly. So it's easy to like dismiss it. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I doing? So, mm-hmm. so I get it. I no, get it. I mean, it's, it's really easy for us to, you know, jump on an app for class pass or right. go sign up online to go get a workout in like right this exactly can yep. be the same type of situation totally yeah okay i want to dive into some topics now yeah i really liked this thought about self-care isn't enough because mm. we talk a lot about mm-hmm. self-care on this podcast it's a yeah. topic that i love to hear other people self-care i think it's mm-hmm. so unique and i think it's great to bring to the, to the surface of like Maybe you didn't recognize that's a way that you take care of yourself or like that's how you feel good. So you don't know to like keep doing that thing. So it's like, oh, wait, someone said they like to go for walks. Actually, I really love to go for a walk. Maybe I need to go on more walks Mm -hmm. to feel better about myself. Um, But the specifically the the take on that, like the need for community. Yeah. Around self-care. Yeah. So if you talk a little bit about that, I'd love to dive into it. I... um... I love the self-care message and I feel like it's been so like co-opted. I know. It's uh, weird how you that You know, happens. it's gotten like so like markety mm-hmm. and, you know, and yeah, you're right. Like that just seems to naturally happen with everything. Yeah. Um, so, but sometimes I find myself worrying that, um, well, a couple of things. One, I noticed that a lot of the self-care messaging out there, like it's very – individualistic yeah. like you know take it, your time alone by yourself right yeah and um and you know trust me with like four kids like the idea of like going and taking a bath or whatever is awesome sure. I, uh, right yeah. so there's nothing wrong with that um but what i feel like it can miss the mark on a couple levels one i think often what we need is like 
not so much more time like in our own heads and stewing about like, you know, how stressed out we are, but we actually need community. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think oftentimes that's kind of missing in the messaging. And then the other part of it is, tell me if you follow me here. Yeah. Um, This is me getting a little bit on my soapbox, but, (laughs) but sometimes I think it, you know, our culture is very individualistic, right? So, you know, it likes to put, we like to put like a lot of pressure on people to um, like figure out their own shit Mm -hmm. and fix their own problems. Uh And, you know, and there can be like an empowerment in that, like you have, you have the ability to change your circumstance. And that for some people can feel really empowering. But for a lot of things, it's like, well, I actually can't change the fact that, you know, I'm, not getting, you know, any maternity leave and Mm -hmm. I don't have, you know, my partner isn't stepping up to the plate to help out. And, you know, there's just all these like systemic issues that um, impact on our mental health and our well-being that then we tell people like, it's okay that like your employer is totally screwing you over, but just like take a bubble bath to relieve that stress. Yeah. And so when I say that self-care isn't enough, it's like both on the individual level, like we need community and we need like system level change to certain yes. things or else it's um, like it's putting more burden on us as individuals to like just relax right it's another thing we have to take we have to think about and plan and it's like another thing to our to-do to-do list yeah yeah when if it was kind of built into how we live our lives Uh, right then it wouldn't be something that's an added right now stressor of like how do i find the time to take care of myself yeah or if we didn't work in a place that you know had this like toxic work culture that then we came home every day and we just felt like completely depleted yeah you know maybe we wouldn't need i mean we still need to do the basic things to take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. but we wouldn't be like so that feeling of desperation Mm -hmm. and i've been there for sure like a feeling of like i'm just living for the weekend or for like the time where i can or to take a vacation it's like but you know, that's such a small amount of our lives. Like our lives are really happening in, you know, our day-to-day experience. And so how do we, and again, what I'm, I'm not trying to put the onus on like us as individuals. It's like, this is a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. Like our culture's value for like work and hustling and, you know, um, just doing as much as you can with as little as you can. It's like, okay, well, of course that's going to impact on like our individual stress and mental health. Right, there's always something to do. Yeah. There's not something that you're just, that you're just like be, you can put, submerse yourself in just to be. Yeah. I'm I'm coming into this place now and this was somewhat recent. Um, I think I talked about like had some weeks of like this anxiety following some conversations and I was just like uh, working through and I feel like I'm kind of like coming out of it now Mm -hmm. and I'm coming into the space of like what I really want to do is like just create. Mm -hmm. I'm just in a super creative mood and mode and I'm like I don't. I don't know what that – I mean, the podcast is, like, for sure my number one creative outlet and everything that Uh I do around it. So I'm like, okay, I want to just, like, continue to pour myself into that. Like, just, like, Mm -hmm. pour myself into it. Like, find other ways. Who can I collaborate with? How can I do anything creative? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to think at all about any kind of business to do with it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to think about how I can get a sponsor. I don't want to think about how many people are listening to it. Like, I – that's not on my radar. I don't care. Yeah. Like I just want to create. Yeah. 
And it's such a shift from not necessarily where I was, where like this, like building this business, building this business. It's never really been about that. But now I'm just like, I'm just letting that fucking go. Mm -hmm. It's not serving me right now. And what sucks all the life out of it. Yeah. I'm not all the life. I'm not into it. And to to talk uh, on the community piece, like my self-care is almost always centered around people Mm -hmm. and like being with people and going out and being with people. And even like when Mm -hmm. I think about like when I walking is like one of my number one forms of self-care. I mm-hmm. love going on walks. I'm like psychologically addicted to walking. <laughs> but I love to walk around OTR mm-hmm. where I'm around people. And even mm-hmm. if I'm not maybe directly interacting, chances are I see, I live down there. So like I'll see someone I know. It's yeah. like a nice chance just to run into someone mm-hmm. or like pop in a bar and like just sit down for a second and just hang out. Like just like hanging out with people yeah. is my biggest form of self-care mm-hmm. yeah but what would you say to people mm-hmm. that are introvert and and i kind of associate with like well i'm an extrovert and like yeah i was just gonna that- ask you how how do you identify totally yeah to- i mean that's what i would have guessed but. i like sometimes i'll again i'll start to beat myself up and be like do i need more time alone am i not alone enough but i don't feel like i need it yeah like every You'll know right right like once every like 10 days mm-hmm. i'm like okay i can like have some time alone but other than that my capacity is like i want to be around people yeah and you're an extrovert for yeah, sure <laughs> yes for sure but i know a lot of people that are introverts yeah and so how how do how can they think about like taking care of themselves mm-hmm. in that way where, where they're still like experiencing that mm-hmm. feeling of community. Yeah. I think for, well, first, I think there's, um, as an introvert, I'll say <laughs> that, you know, I think there's a lot of mythology out there about like this idea of like being antisocial or needing to be sort of like holed up in a room or something. And right. I think, um, I think what's truer for introverts is that like we love like, deep conversation right you know Which i do love that too. yeah and yes yeah. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> but um but like one-on-one conversation mm. can be like a form of community that doesn't feel as like overstimulating to an introvert for yeah. example so like i do think it's doing some self-assessment and you know getting to know yourself and where what situations drain my energy mm. versus like mm. elevate my energy um like it's such, it is such an individual thing. Yeah. Like how much alone time do I need to feel recharged versus, you know, time with, you know, closer people yeah. and, you know, those intimate conversations versus like, you know, more social settings and yeah. like where there's higher energy. Yeah. Um, I mean, so much of that is about taking the time to know, know yourself, yourself and reflect yeah. on what's actually like nourishing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. We've been talking about burnout a lot, but let's, yeah. I really want to dive into it because – it's something that I continually struggle with. I'm not, mm-hmm. I've, I am learning how mm-hmm. to be better about it and putting some boundaries into mm-hmm. practice. And, and really just for me, it was about recognizing it mm-hmm. because I've operated so long from this space of like, I do not listen to my body. Uh-huh. Like yep. when it comes to hunger, when it comes to being tired, like, no, you push through, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah, that's the message. Stamina, yeah. endurance, like keep going, keep going. Any other, any cues, any mm-hmm. signs, any messages, mm-hmm. don't care. Yep. And so I've d- done that for a very long time mm-hmm. and really reached like a breaking point this past summer where mm-hmm. I was like, is this it? Like, oh mm-hmm. shit, yep, this is it. I'm like 
I'm at the bottom here. And like, yeah. and now then it was like, okay, well, I need to do whatever I can do to not get back to that point. Mm-hmm. Kind of revisited it again in December because of mm-hmm. some added work responsibility and volume. And it was like, okay, now I just got to gotta get through the holidays and then I won't go back to that spot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now I'm like on an upswing, right? Where I'm like, I'm uh-huh. feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm managing well, yeah. but it's in the back of my mind of like this, I am susceptible to for this to happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm interested in hearing, like, are there, you know, what techniques or practices, anything, mm-hmm. or maybe it's just identifying, but, you know, how yeah. how do you talk about burnout or what's been your experience? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go to something you said about just the listening to your body piece, just because when I was one of the kind of pivotal things for me in kind of making my own way out of burnout mm-hmm. from a burnout place... Um, was actually, I realized one day, I don't know, it's like, you know, you have those, I guess, aha moments where you Truly. like realize these like ridiculous things about yourself. Truly. I was I've like, had <laughs> many of those recently. I'm like, have I been blind for right. this long? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, when you get into these like habits, that's exactly what happens. You know, you're yeah. not bringing like consciousness to it. But I realized I had no idea how to tell if I was tired or not, like sleepy. It's It, it sounds really ridiculous no i just like was understanding hunger cues in october yeah exactly I was that like, i needed that i needed I s- to eat not that i like needed caffeine or something yes at yeah. 31 yeah. years old i understood yeah. what hunger was yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, i get it <laughs> yeah it's like how have i survived all these decades and i like literally didn't know like how to tell if i was tired, tired or not <laughs> and so i like went on this like journey of figuring out like tiredness cues and now like still i i like get so embarrassed saying yeah. this but like <laughs> still i'll be like Oh my god, that's tired. Like, right. I, I identify I it. I should go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I mean, I guess to the question of like vulnerability, I think when we start to have to like turn off all of our internal cues, and I think it's exactly for the reason that you said before, because if we're really listening and aware of those cues, we're not gonna like push through them. We're right. not gonna like plow over them. Mm-hmm. So we learn, I think, early on to sort of turn them off. Cause yep. we're we're obviously like I mean, you look at any young child or baby, like we're born with all of these cues. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we are I mean, some of us are more innately tu- attuned to it than mm-hmm. others, but we we are born with our intuition intact mm-hmm. for the most part, um, but we learn to turn it off. Oh, and yeah. So, and I think the more that we learn to turn it off, the more susceptible we can be to yeah. burn out because we can sort of like get so far down the path that we don't even realize like how we got here. Right. Well, and I and I know about myself like it served me well in the past. Oh yeah. To be able to work as hard as I can to get to where I am to achieve to achieve to achieve. Talking about like perfectionism, whatever. Yeah. Like. I was I've been rewarded yeah. my whole life for being that way. Yeah. Absolutely. But now I'm like this is no longer like, rewarding. Oh, shit. Now I've gotten my <laughs> I'm really in deep shit now. <laughs> like yeah. how do I back out of this? Right. Well, and I think sometimes like the things that were rewarding like we've been like living off of this like juice of like you know, external validation yes. or, you right. know, accolades or whatever it oh, is. Oh, no, I'm, I'm like, a total druggie for it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then I think, I think sometimes, and I know this has definitely been true for me, like, then your values start to shift and you're like, that doesn't really feel as good anymore. It's not like making up for 
like all of the the ways that I'm just like depleted as a person. Yeah. Um, and like suddenly you like kind of come up against this like values conflict. And I saw it for me, it was most evident in my relationships. Mm-hmm. It affects like my relationships. Whereas like maybe before I wasn't in these like committed strong relationships with people that it, it mm-hmm. mattered me as a partner to them. Yeah. And then now I'm like, oh, I can I can see it reflected yeah. back where I'm like, this is not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you alone, totally. right? You can go, 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 go. And like right. the only person suffering is yourself. So it's right. fine. Right. But now you can see other people around how your behavior is affecting other people yeah. where it's like, right. Damn, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. And you can't really connect on like a true intimate level. No, when, you're like, too fucking you're... tired. You're thinking <laughs> right. about a million other things. Like right. there's... Exactly. There's no connection happening. It's a terrible spot to be in. Yeah. It's I um I think that's that's so often the case is that's where like the friction finally comes to be like, this is unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes, unfortunately, for people it's like after they've lost a significant relationship or things have really fallen apart, then they're like, Wait, I gotta look at this. Like right. what have I been doing? Yeah. Um so I mean in a lot of ways it's like such a gift when we can like catch it sooner than that yeah. in a way and we can like realize the relationship strain and distress yeah. but do you have anything to say to people that might be in it right now oh yeah um one thing i would say is that um i think often when you're in the midst of like intense burnout and you're not recognizing it as such you can think you can just think that like something's wrong with you. Like, mm-hmm. why don't I have energy for this anymore? Or why do I feel like, or maybe like, maybe I'm not so good at this thing that I thought that I was so good at, or maybe yeah. it's not what's meant for me. And yeah, so one things. thing I would say is like, don't give up on the thing. Yeah. Um, it might be much more about like the way that you're relating to it and your relationship to like work and yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, um, a good place to start is just being really vigilant about breaks mm-hmm. and being able to like take that time to be like fully away because I don't think we can really make any like when you're in the midst of burnout and people will like come to me to talk about like should I make a career transition and they maybe they should yeah you know maybe that is like the direction that needs to happen but I guess I would say that it's hard to make a any kind of like life changes or decisions from a place where your brain is just totally fried. And so you really do need that like recovery period to even be able to envision a life that you want to be living. And so sometimes it's like, I mean, it's almost like this, you need this detox. Oh, whatever it is. I know it sounds really nice, right? But it's hard to implement. I'm like thinking, I'm like, this sounds like me. And I, and I've had this feeling for a while of like Mm -hmm. being on, the cusp of of something new mm-hmm. that you know the way that I was working before maybe the, the job that I have is like there's something else but I like mm-hmm. but I don't know what it is yeah and I feel like it's because I'm like in this like stuck space right. where I can't just like take a step back from everything mm-hmm. to be able to look at a bigger picture well can I ask you a question yeah okay please. so you said that you feel like some creative energy flowing yeah. recently yes. yes I do feel that so where do you think that's like what do you think has allowed that to bubble up again or for you to feel more creative I think because I had mentioned that I've been working through some just some vulnerability and like radical honest work with a relationship that I have Mm -hmm. and that 
it's something that aggravates my abandonment wound uh-huh. and have been like working through that for several weeks and mm-hmm. having these conversations and putting myself in vulnerable positions that don't feel good. Yeah. And then I think that that it finally just has like been able to move and shift and like work itself out and had mm-hmm. a really like great conversation last night. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and then it was just kind of like this like epiphany moment. I was listening to podcasts about kind of like ego dissolving and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling empowered and capable where before I was coming to this place of like, I'm desperate. I'm anxious. Like this mm-hmm. person's not going to want to be with me, you know, like what, yeah. you know, whatever it is. And yeah, then the kind of breakthrough was like, okay, now I want to create again. Yeah. Yeah. Like you freed up all this space. Yeah. This, where like, like where the space. tightness in my chest from the anxiety was there. Yeah. It's like releasing. And I also recognize that like, I might go back to that place again. You know, right. like, like this inevitably. Is a- <laughs> <you will. laughs> I don't want to think about it, but yeah, yeah right. Yeah, like it, it yeah. will come back around. But like yeah. in this moment, I'm like, right, feeling, yeah, feeling rejuvenated. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's beautiful. And yeah. I mean, there's the, you know, the piece of like wanting to harness that. Right. I, I was like, walk, took a walk today before I came, and I'm like, yeah. how do I bottle <laughs> up this energy, this feeling that I have yeah. of like hopefulness and creativity and optimism? I'm like, God, yeah. I want to keep this for a rainy day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I loved what you said, what you were saying before about like allowing yourself to use that to cultivate this idea of like doing things that might be outside of the achievement realm or sort of in the traditional yes. sense of achievement, you know, that yes. I'm not going to worry as much about the followers or the sponsors right. or whatever, which sounds like maybe a slightly different path for you, yeah. you know, yeah. or a slightly different driver for you. Right, right. Cool. Where now I'm just kind of, I think, before too, and it wasn't even just this relationship anxiety, but maybe just anxiety in general of like needing right. to achieve. And right. maybe that was the most recent thing right. that I just associated with. Did we just have a breakthrough? <laughs> <laughs> Is this just turned into my therapy session? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Damn it. I know. Um, I'll bill you at the end. But yeah, please do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that yeah, there's a lot to work. Yeah. All of the anxiety that comes because it's never just one thing yeah no you know i I, in my mind i might be like oh it's it's this thing but really oh it's this thing that's contributing it's this thing coming through it's this Mm -hmm. work thing it's this whatever and right right it all kind of bubbles up yeah totally yeah yeah Oh my god! What were we even talking about? I have now? no I idea. Can't remember. <laughs> I have Burnout. No idea. Uh, I think the biggest Burnout. thing, the biggest thing that was really a takeaway for me was how much I thought like I could contain it. Mm-hmm. Like this, bur- it was only me mm-hmm. that was that was, you know, working so hard, and I could do this alone mm-hmm. by myself. Mm-hmm. And then to see it like affect, you know, every area of my my team at work, where I couldn't show up as the leader that I needed to be for them. Mm-hmm. You know, my relationships. Uh, whatever it may be that yeah. it's just like oh, it gets into it seeps into everything yeah yeah you totally. can't carry it alone I thought that like I could carry it alone yeah yeah but you can't that's such I mean I I appreciate you making that point really explicitly because I think because um, I, I think it's really easy to go for a long time feeling like this is just my like internal struggle or you know agitation if I work harder if I could prioritize better if right. I had better time management right right know. and the world like sells us that pretty effectively like mm-hmm. if you had this planner mm-hmm. it would you could just bullet journal it God, would I all yes. be better yes. you know like it's and again it kind of goes back to that like see it's just you know if if you could figure out this thing but it's like no i mean <laughs> i'll like make a list you know my like obsessive I'm, list I'm like, everywhere yes. posted yeah, whatever yeah. um 
you know, and it's like, no, there's no journal in the world or like planner in the world that could like make this list disappear. Right. Like there's just too many things on it. There's like, too many things on it. Yeah. And and so, I mean, I guess the, the way that I approach um, a lot of the work that I do is very um, value centered. And mm. so it's going back to one, figuring out like what the heck do we value yeah Um, I think some of us like we think we know yeah but then if you do some like deeper values work you realize like oh I just did this exercise with Lululemon not too long ago where they do like an exercise to identify your core values you start out with like a page of paper like this and there's a million words yeah yeah like okay pick 20 Mm -hmm. got your 20 like okay pick 10 Mm -hmm. got your 10 like down to three and you're like how in the world like it seems like, so yeah. difficult but then you kind of leave torturous. with the yeah torturous but you kind of leave with these you know three three core values and for me i really can like only remember the two of them but one yeah. one that was like mm-hmm. for sure standing out to me all the time was fun hmm that's awesome like i like yeah a core value of mine is to have fun yeah be fun whatever that whatever yeah. that means to me yeah. and then create yeah like it's oh, really important cool. for me mm-hmm. to to feel like I'm yeah. expressing myself in some way. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I and I ask people to like take take those core values that they identify and then put them into a sentence um, that's that says like I want to be the kind of person who um, blank I saw this. Yeah. So um, you know, so if it's for example, if it's family cuz mm-hmm. that's a common one yeah. people talk about, you know, the value of their family, but like we have to challenge ourselves to go a little bit further with that mm-hmm. and think about like what does that mean for the way that I want to actually show up in the world so yep. I you know and is your vision of family is it like I want to be the kind of sister who you know my family can really rely upon mm-hmm. um and so that's getting in obviously into like reliability and yes. connection and all yeah. these other things but oh, I but I think if you can like get really clear and again this, it's never simple it's no. not you know this is not like oh this is this easy formula to like mm-hmm. fix your life but <laughs> If you can get clearer on what is driving you from a value perspective, then I think it makes evaluating your choices and your behaviors, like what goes on my list, you know, what what deserves a post-it note or whatever, mm-hmm. um, when you can filter it through that, like does that lead me like closer or further away from this value that I've identified? Yeah, it's like a good um, compass. Yeah, it's yeah. a good compass, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I think that can be helpful like when you're like working yourself out of like a state of burnout and mm. trying to really evaluate like everything that's on your plate and the person that you truly want to be because I think when you're in that state, it's often a function of you've um, you've gotten really far away from yourself, like your that, essential self. Yeah, and that, that is the terrible feeling. It's like yeah. just reactionary. You're just like yeah. existing. There's no space to like for me to have a creative thought. Yeah. Like, the, like it's, oh, God, I hated it. It's mm-hmm. not good. Yeah. Not good. There's something that you posted that I have not stopped thinking about, and I don't fully understand it. <laughs> I bet I know what it is. And I really want to talk to you about it. <laughs> okay. You posted something that says, where does your mother's unresolved pain reside on your body? And I read it, and I'm like, this is powerful. And then I was like, but I don't know if I understand what it is. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that <laughs> one. Did. I somehow knew. I guess I've had like the most you, have, people being like, have you oh got my re- God. Reaction? Yeah. Have you, like, mm-hmm. It's powerful, it's but I don't so know powerful. why. Yeah. I think um, 
And I've had like that reaction a lot. Like, I like, oh my God, but what does that mean? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> to me, what it means is that um, I, I think that there's such generational trauma um, is one way I would put it. And that um, things that we think are our own often, you know, have started long before us. I think it's mm. so fascinating. This is like getting deep into therapy work, but I think it's so fascinating to really be able to sort of trace back some of the patterns of um, ways that we've like learned to respond to ourselves or mm. to the world or like templates for relationships, mm-hmm. um, you know, by looking even not just like at our parents, but our grandparents and our great grandparents. And, you know, sometimes we know very little, but we know mm-hmm. these like stories yeah. that have kind of um, comprised or yeah, comprised yeah. like our families and how they've been like structured. And so and it's like our first model yeah. of like how the world operates. Right. And what like what it means to be in relationship with someone or I mean, I think like a really like one not basic, but kind of like basic interpretation of that is, um, you know, when it comes to body image, for example, I think, you know, our, our mothers or like maternal caregivers mm-hmm. are such a core, um, model and representation of that. And they really become our inner voices in a lot of ways for the way that we learn to like relate to our own bodies. Yeah. And that doesn't just mean like if they eat a certain way, we eat a certain way. Right. Um, but more like on a sort of more core level than that, you know, the way that they have um, how they carry themselves, mm-hmm. how they um, kind of approach the world, how they value their body. You know, all of that obviously influences like the way that we kind of take care of and protect and yeah. like think about ourselves. And so that's that's one way. I mean, yeah. I think that um, one of the things that a, a actually a good friend told me before I had kids and I was like in all these uh, I don't know. I had a complicated relationship with my mom, let's uh-huh. just say. Yep. Fair <laughs> and, enough. Yeah, as most of us do. Right, as and most of us do. <laughs> she, um, my friend was saying, you know, before you have that baby, I was pregnant with my first kid. And she's like, before you have that baby, you better get into therapy and you better work on that. And I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, say no more. <laughs> she's like, because if you're going to have a really um, just – like a healthy and aligned relationship with your own child. Like you better at least understand what your relationship with your own parent like was, was, um, you know, how that's influencing the way that you respond, the way that, you know, understanding your wounds, like you were mentioning. So, um, that's literally probably like the best thing I've ever done in my life. It's like, like, okay, I'm going to go in today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have had, I had a friend who did the same thing. Like when they found out they were pregnant, they, went to therapy right away because they knew just experience with his mom and how uh-huh. she was and yeah. knowing like the, they just were like we're being proactive about this like yeah and I was like that is that was the first time I kind of heard of that and I was like yeah. that is so 
smart. Like, <laughs> it's so get like ahead responsible. Of it. Right. It's so responsible. Right. It's yeah. like we learn how to like swaddle the baby uh-huh. and like you know take like breastfeeding classes. Sure. It's like you know this is about like our core emotional like attachment to our kids and yeah, kind of um, important. You know, yeah. It's <laughs> like let's like dedicate a little bit of time to that and. And I'll say that it's not, again, like we were saying in the beginning, it's not just because like, oh, you have this like trauma in your family. It's like we all have complex relationships with caregivers because yes. no that, one's immune. because we're human yeah. and, you know, it's always complicated. Yep. So there's always things to like understand and work through. Yeah. No, I thought that was, I read that and I was like, oof. You know, I think yeah. everyone probably reads that and something unique comes up. Yeah, they have their own interpretation. They have their own interpretation. And I'm like, oh boy. Like it just like hit me. I've used it sort of like a Rorschach test. Like like people will be like, I don't like, I don't know, that really hit me, but I don't even know. Like, what did you mean? And I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter what I meant. Like, what does it mean to you? Right. 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 And it's like one of those things where I'm like where I feel like I haven't stopped thinking about it, where it's something like I just need time to like ruminate and it will come up it without will come me, when it needs to yeah without yeah. me thinking i mean i already have some ideas like this. it's <laughs> complicated um but we've been talking about you know all, all these topics but how do you how do you take care of yourself you know mm-hmm. what are some routines and rituals that help yeah. promote your fitness whether it be mental physical yeah. you know anything like that yeah um excellent question this is the question i feared coming in here I'm like oh no what do i do um whatever but I it do is things i know i do things but you're like i think you said it in the beginning like trying to make it even more conscious like what i actually already do so one i'm getting back into therapy did yeah. i mention that right right <laughs> um perfect no. um so that but that's coming um i'm pretty religious about um despite like some objections from my husband at times he's very supportive so I don't want to like paint him in the wrong way but like you know with our like herd of children I mean I can't (laughs) even imagine I can't my mom had four kids too and every day I'm like what how I mean other people probably do a little bit better than me but no you know that's not true oh my gosh (laughs) yeah um how old are they like what are the age differences they are Almost seven, five, two, and five months. So, oh my god! Yeah, it's a madhouse. We, Mornings are insane. we're all two years apart. Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it's fun. It's great yeah. to like have that family. Do but, you have like sisters, brothers? Um, How does it go? Two brothers and a sister. Okay. Yeah. Where a, are you a sister, in the line? I'm the oldest. Course, you knew that, of course. Yeah. You <laughs> like you. Knew- you knew 100% that. Hundred percent. You are. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was my my sister, brother, brother, me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love birth order stuff. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm pretty religious about um, like scheduling like girlfriend time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes my husband yes. like, give me a little bit of a hard time. About oh, it. Like, no. You're going to be out when? Um, no, like, it doesn't matter. You don't, so I've really worked on just like, <laughs> like, yep. Mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> Trying not to let my mom guilt set in like too far. Because um, my kids definitely like totally guilt me if I'm like, leaving go do something like do you guys with you. do you tell them like that i need this time like this is good for me you have this time that you do dad like th- this is mine i do i should yeah. actually be better about it because sometimes i just like lie and say like i'm going to sit at the library where you, you can't talk anyway can't talk. <laughs> no. um that's a good one <laughs> but and try to make it sound like really not fun but right. no but sometimes no i i do um talk about 
the fact that, you know, they have their time with their friends. They yeah. do their, like, you know, they do their sports. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, right. And the that's sport. really important. Right. Exactly. That's exactly. totally important. But I will definitely say since, so I, you know, my youngest kiddo is five months old. And Ooh. I, um, this, like, so this last time of being pregnant, I, you know, was definitely not the, like, fit pregnant mama lady (laughs) I was like I feel like doing nothing Mm -hmm. um I mean it probably didn't help having like three little other kids you are exhausted and all that stuff (laughs) so I was just so exhausted and I um I think in you know my previous life um I would have like pushed myself through that and been like Mm. no I have to like you know da 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 and um I'm actually kind of proud of myself that I didn't I was just like okay my body needs rest more than anything else right now so i was just i didn't do very I much think that's like so <laughs> other commendable, than life and so commendable to recognize yeah so i mean that's self-care too right yep, so yep. um now i'd like to be getting back into like some routines that just like make me feel good like yeah. i love to just walk and um what and is it I about s- walking i know it's it just is like incredible it's nice. I went on a two-hour walk with a friend mm-hmm. on Friday night, mm-hmm. last Friday, and it was cold. We bundled, and it was yeah. like kind of misting and gross yeah. and whatever. I left that walk. Left, like, mm-hmm. I was a different person. It was like mm-hmm. I took a pill. Yeah. And I was a different person. Yeah. Like, felt compl- so much better about myself. And that you did it with a friend, I think. R- like, there's something about just, like, walking and chatting. Just and like walking your, and chatting. Like, the movement the of your body. The movement air- and the, you know, conversation. It's really oh, great. I'm just obsessed with it. I yeah. can't say enough. I can't say enough We'll have to go things. on a walk sometime. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I'll just be- I'll come anywhere you are. I'll come walk. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. It's great. So, I really would like to, like, get – I need to figure out, yeah, how to make that more of a routine. Yeah. So no, you will. My, that's my goal for you this will. year. Yeah. Perfect. I will. Let this podcast inspire you. I will. What does being fit mean to you? Mm. So I think, hmm, I think being fit means um, maybe being in connection with yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, as like. Oh, that's like the best. Truly as possible. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I want to. My definition of that, like, I really want to leave a lot of room for, like, your individual experience of that and finding your own version. I think for me, like, connection with myself um, comes through, you know, as the introvert comes through, like, quietness. Yeah. Um, But not the quietness that just, like, allows my, like, brain to spin, but, like, the quietness I can cultivate, like, in like shavasana mm. like i have to like have like worked it all out and then being able to sort of experience that like that inner is calm truly the best yeah oh my gosh i love i love that feeling but i love yeah. what you said about being just con- connected to yourself i mean it's like yeah. and being able to you're listening to your body yeah. you're connected with what's going on yeah you know when to push you know when to rest yeah you know when you what you know what you need to eat to feel good like yeah. all of that and where all is, those urges are coming from like if yeah. i mean the urge to like push like where what is that yeah what is that meaning or where where is that drive coming from oh yeah. my favorite answer so, and i think it's, it's, it's something that i'm constantly striving for and it's mm-hmm. and you're never and i feel like it it's the point of this podcast right it's it's a journey yeah you're not gonna one day be like i'm totally connected yep don't even do, don't need to do anything else <laughs> i've got it down yeah like it's always bury me now changing in a work in progress yeah for sure <sighs> Thank you so much for coming oh, on. Thank you for having me. This I really love fun. this conversation. Where can people follow you? Where can they get in touch yeah. if they want to learn more? Um, probably the best place is Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So at Gallia Collaborative dot or just 
at Galley Collaborative. Yeah. <laughs> Our website's galleycollaborative.com. Okay. So you can find me there too. Perfect. Perfect. The website's really helpful and oh, laid you. out well and like thank you it's, it's good stuff uh reminder to listeners follow the podcast at what the fit podcast and me at chrissy grody um sign up for the lion's pride wellness what the fit workout saturday march 14th if you want some merch hit me up i've got you covered beanies cropped sweatshirts what else? Rate, review the podcast on iTunes. Really, really helpful. Help support the Patreon if you're so inclined. And thanks so much for listening. Love you.